Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. We are in a series called Dream Again. And in 2021, we're asking God to renew us. We've asked Him to renew our character. We've asked Him to renew our relationships. And in this series, we're asking Him to renew our dreams. Now today, as part of our series, Dream Again, and the fact that it's Mother's Day... I want to talk to you about a mother's dream. You know, mothers have a lot to contribute to the world. Moms contribute. Women contribute so much to the world. And one of the most powerful things they contribute is their dreams. It's their dreams. A mom's dream is a great contribution to this world. Check this out. You might want to tweet this, right? This is so good. What I'm about to tell you next. Don't miss it. A dream takes place in three places. You ready for this? This is not in your outline, but you might want to write this down. First, in the mind of God. Every dream starts in the mind of God. Second, in the heart of a mother. And third, in our soul. If you have a dream, chances are that it was God's dream. And that your mom saw it as well. So today, I want to talk to you about a mother's dream. Is it okay start, if we start with a little bit of humor? Yeah. Is that all right? Well, here's, here's, here's one in honors of mothers, okay? Mary was 32 years old and still single. And one day, she found a high school friend that she hadn't seen in a long time. And he asked her, he goes, Mary, are you married already? And she said, no. She said, how come? She said, well, every guy I meet, I bring him home and my dad scares him off. What do you mean your dad? Yeah, my dad just doesn't like any guys. And he says, I got a suggestion for you. Why don't you find a guy that is like your dad and bring him home? You know, many years later, they saw each other again, and uh, the friend asked Mary, Mary, so, so what happened? Did you ever find the right guy? With much sadness in her face, she goes, I did. Well, did you bring him home? I did. Did your dad like him? He did. So what happened? She goes, my mom didn't. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you because we know that you're in this place. Lord, we want to thank you for our moms. They are such an amazing gift to us. Lord, I also want to take this time to pray for those who've lost their mom recently. Those who are still not used to her absence. Those for whom today is a very difficult day. I pray for those whose mom is far away, who long to be able to hug her and hold her, but the distance doesn't allow it. Father, I pray that you strengthen us all. I pray that you 
that your joy would fall on the heart of every mom in this place and watching us online. And I pray that your spirit would comfort those who today is a hard day. Speak to us through your word. Encourage us. Inspire us. Transform us through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Inside your bulletin, there's an outline. If you would pull that out, uh, look at what Matthew 20, 21, 20 and 21. Paul, this, this one is a little bit too loud. If you could lower it for me. Thank you. Look at what Matthew 20, verses 20 and 21 says. You got it with me? Then the mother, who? A mother. Then the mother of James and John. Who's James and John? I'll tell you in a little bit. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Seventy, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? He asked. She replied, in your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you. One to your right and the other to your left. Have you ever wondered what moms dream about? Maybe they dream about easy dinners. Or maybe they dream about dishes that magically clean themselves. Maybe they dream about a house that instead of getting dirty, it gets clean with time. Maybe they dream about being able to take a shower in peace. Maybe they dream about some quiet time or the ability to take a nap or to have a, a full night's sleep. You know, I read that those who sleep like a baby is because they don't have one. <laughs> Moms may dream about these things. And you know what? We should make these simple dreams real for them. Not just today, but as much as we can. I hope you don't make your mom cook today. I hope you don't make her clean up after dinner today. I hope you pamper her as much as you can. And see, moms have dreams. Not just these simple dreams, but they have powerful dreams. And let me tell you that in this passage that we just read, we see a very powerful combination. We see a mother, a dream, and Jesus. And let me tell you that that combination can cause great changes, can have a big impact. When a mother gets a hold of a dream and she comes to Jesus, let me tell you, the world can be hers. So if you're a mom this morning, if you get a hold of your dream, and if you come to Jesus, you will have a great impact. And let me tell you, your past doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your level of education is. It doesn't matter what your abilities or your gifts are. It doesn't matter if you're a single mom or, or you got a husband with you. When a mom gets a hold of a dream and she comes to Jesus, great things are possible. Great things are possible. And this is the case in this passage that we read. We see a mom with a dream. Now, notice what she asks. She comes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, I got a favor to ask of you. I want my two sons to have a place of honor next to you. Now, you have to understand where this is coming from. 
One of the things that Jesus often spoke about was about the kingdom of God. He spoke. It was a central theme in his preaching. It was a central issue in his ministry. He constantly spoke about the kingdom, about the kingdom of God. I have come to bring the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. So this mother, in her mind, she caught something. She said, well, if Jesus keeps talking about a kingdom, that means he's going to be king. And I got two sons, and I'd love to see them sitting next to him, ruling in his kingdom. She caught a dream. Now, you're probably wondering, well, who is this mother? Who is this mother? Well, this mother is not named by Mark, by, by Matthew, but is by Mark. Her name is Salome. And she is the wife of of Zebedee and the mother of James and John. Now, let me tell you, just because Mark doesn't mention her doesn't mean that this is the only time that we see her in the Gospels. She is mentioned quite a few times in the Gospels. She was not a stranger to Jesus. Let me tell you this. Just to begin, she was related to Jesus. John and James were first cousins of Jesus. Salome was was the woman who not just followed Jesus, but she also served Jesus. She was one of the women that on that Sunday morning, that Easter Sunday morning, they went to the tomb to find Jesus. And while there's a lot of good qualities to this mother, the thing that we want to focus on this morning is on her dream for her children. See, the reason we're doing this series is because dreams have power to elevate you, to direct you, and to improve our lives. And perhaps a mother's dream does that more than any other dream. So what I want to do is I want to look at this mother, and I want to look at three things that a mother's dream does for her children. See, I know that if you're a mom... You love your kids. At times you want to strangle them, but most of the time you love them. You know what's, what's one of the funniest advice I've gotten lately? They've said, Nestor, love your kids as much as you can and enjoy them as much as you can while they're kids. Because once they become monsters, I mean teenagers, <laughs> it's going to be harder. You see all the moms laugh? That's their way of saying, amen, pastor, come on, preach it. Thank you, moms. Thank you for helping me preach. Three things that a mother dream, a mother's dream does for her children. Number one, you ready for this? Would you fill this out in your outline? A mother's dream sees what others can't see in her children. A mother's dream sees what others can't see in her children. This mother saw something special in her children. She saw something that all the other disciples didn't see. In fact, look at what Matthew 20, 24, the following verse says. Look at what it says. When the 10 other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were what? Indignant. They got mad. They got upset. They were like, wait a minute. Who do these guys think they are? Why, why would they think that they can sit to the right and to the left of Jesus? And the rest of the disciples did not see James and John as people who could and should, but their mom did. Moms see something 
that others can't see. Let me tell you, moms not only know us better than almost anybody else, but moms see in us what other people can't see. They see below the surface. They can see into, into our behaviors. They have a special insight, a distinctive, intuitive towards us. And they can see what others can't see. Do you want to know why moms see what others can't see in us? Because perhaps no one will love you more than your mom except for God. And love allows you to see what others can't see. So mom, what you see in your kids, you have to transfer it to your kids. No one will see. I believe that God has given moms special eyes to see their children the way he sees them. And what you see in them, you got to transfer it to them. Pastor, how do I transfer what I see for my children to my children? Well, let me give you three ways. Number one, through your attitude. The way you treat them. The way you behave towards them. The way you are around them. Because your attitude shapes them. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand right now. But if you had a parent who didn't have a good attitude... When you were a teenager, you very likely said, when I grow up, I'm not going to be like my mom. When I grow up, I'm not going to be like my dad. Your attitude. Are you patient? Right? That's a hard one, right? Are you loving? Are you understanding? Are you graceful? Your attitude. Which the second way you transfer, it's connected to your attitude. It's your behavior. What you do. If you go to Disneyland and you lie that they're two years old when they're actually three because you don't want to pay, they learn from that. They learn from that. Come on, somebody. Third, how do you transfer what you see in your children to your children with the words you use? With the words you use. Don't call them tontos. Don't call them dummies. Don't tell them that they're not smart. Use words because words inform, inform your children what you see in your children. And as you use your words, don't send mixed messages. Don't send mixed messages. It reminds me of the mom who had a child and he, he was a very mischievous child and he was always falling, kind of like my son, Nathan. But, but this guy was worse. This guy was always falling. And one occasion, he, she took him to the park and this guy was climbing trees and throwing himself off the trees. And then in one occasion, she screams at him and she says, if you fall from that tree and break both of your legs, don't come running to me. That's a mixed message. A mother's dream sees what others can't see. But here's the second thing that a mother's dream does. Fill this out in your outline. A mother's dream believes the best for her children. See, this mother did not only see her two sons being, being next to Jesus, but she believed, she believed that they could be next to Jesus because they had the capacity to sit next to Jesus. Let's look at her request once again in verse 21, right there in your outline. Look at what it says. Here's what she asks. In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and one 
on your left. See, moms not only believe, moms want, and moms bring the best for their children. Moms can see what others can't see, and they believe, and they fight to give the best to their children. Reminds me of the story. It says that a great businessman who was very successful and wealthy was driving with his wife to go visit her parents in her hometown. As they were driving, uh, the car was running out of gas, so they decided to pull over in the, in, the, in the gas station. And as he was pumping gas, he noticed that the station manager came to the car and approached the window where his wife was sitting. The gas station manager says, Mary, is that you? We have not seen each other since high school. And they were talking and the husband was just pumping gas, kind of curious what's going on. It seemed like they knew each other. And throughout the whole conversation, she failed to introduce her husband to the gas station manager. As they were driving home, he inquired with her, so who was that? She says, well... You know, Pete, that's Pete back there. And Pete and I, we were dating in high school. We were boyfriend and girlfriend back in high school. He got a little jealous, so he said, well, you realize that if you had married Pete, you would have been the wife of a gas station manager and not the wife of a great businessman? To which she said, honey, honey, get it right. If I had married Pete, he would have been the great businessman and you would have been the gas station manager. And see, many of us, we are what we are because our mothers believed in us. We are better because of our moms. So, something powerful happens, right, when your mom believes in you. See, when a mom believes in her children, she sets her children on the path to success. When a mom believes on her, in her children, she provides security and protection for them. When a mom believes in her children, these children grow up to be more confident. When a mom believes in her children, children are more willing to try things. That's why, that's why you hear people, and I, we have a, worship, a wonderful worship team, okay? So this doesn't apply to them. But we all know somebody who thinks they can sing and they can't sing and they believe they can sing because their mama told them they could sing. Remember that? That's why Manolo's not in the team. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, he actually can sing. And he'll prove it to you. You got to come on a Saturday when we have prayer. He does a wonderful job. But see, a mother's dream believes in the best for her children. And because moms believe, they fight, they work, they persevere so that their children can have the best. Let me tell you, I'm a pastor because of my parents. I have a wonderful wife who is a great mother. She's, she is a great mother. I can genuinely say that my wife is a godly mother who is discipling and caring for our children. And I am a pastor, and I have a wonderful wife, and my kids have a wonderful mom because of my parents. Perhaps I've told you this before, but when we were kids, my mom would pray for our future wives. We weren't even interested in girls. But she would pray. 
She, she began to pray. When they came to Jesus, they began to pray, Lord, I pray for the wives that my kids, at that time, Melody and Katie were not in the picture, so she was only praying for wives, not husbands. But I believe she prayed for husbands as well. But, but, but she prayed. That's why I got the awesome, hot, beautiful, godly wife I got. Because, because my mom believed in the best for me. And let me tell you, I'm a pastor and it's her fault. Because when we were growing up, she used to pray as well. She used to pray, God, I want my kids to serve you. I want my kids to serve in your kingdom. I, I want my kids to, to, to make a difference in your kingdom. But she made a mistake. And let me tell you the mistake she made as she prayed. She told God what he couldn't do. She said, God, I want my kids to serve you. I just don't want them to be pastors. Well, here I am. That's why, you know what one of my prayers is right now? God, I don't want to be a pastor in Hawaii. I'll be a pastor everywhere but Hawaii. I don't want to be a pastor in Hawaii because I want to see if he sends me to Hawaii. Moms see what others can't see. And moms believe the best. And here's the third one. Fill this out in your outline. A mother's dream results in a life of purpose and meaning for her children. A mother's dream results in a life of purpose and meaning for her children. Here's what you need to understand. This mother didn't just want places of honor for her children. She wanted her children to make a difference in the world. She wanted her children to have a life that made a difference. And if I know moms, every mom wants that. That's one of the reasons they argue with us when we start misbehaving. That's one of the reasons they get in our faces when we are around wrong friendships. That's one of the reasons that they don't let us be lazy because they want our lives to be alive, filled with purpose and meaning. See, you need to understand that, that this mother heard Jesus talk about the kingdom of God so much that she caught the dream. And at first, if you read the whole passage, you would think that Jesus denied her request. In fact, let's look at what Jesus responded. Look at what he says in verse 22 and 23. He says, but Jesus answered by saying to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering that I'm about to drink? Oh, yes, they replied. We are able. Jesus told them. You will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or on my left. My father has prepared a place for those, for the ones he has what? Chosen. See, as I mentioned earlier, the kingdom of God was, was central to the message of Jesus. But one of the problems that happened is that those that followed Jesus didn't fully understand what Jesus meant by the kingdom of God. Most of his followers thought that it simply meant a physical and literal kingdom like the rest of the kingdoms in their days. In fact, before Jesus ascended to heaven, after he had died, look at what they asked him in Acts 1.6. It's not in your outline, but it'll appear up here. Look at what they asked. They said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to, to Israel? See, they thought 
that the kingdom of God was going to be a literal kingdom, that he was going to come and literally, physically rule the world. But what they, what they didn't understand is that the time will come when Jesus will rule and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is God. But what they failed to understand, that the kingdom of God was to begin in the heart of his followers. That the kingdom of God was a spiritual kingdom first. That it was his rule through the hearts of his followers, through the obedience of his followers. So the kingdom of God was composed of a now, but also a later that it was now where Jesus was there and he was bringing about the kingdom of God by transforming hearts by getting people to follow God but that the time would come when he would physically and literally establish a physical kingdom and that is why Jesus said he said it's not for me to give you those places because that's what the father will choose so it may appear that Jesus denied her request but if you stop and think about it, he didn't. He didn't. Because James and John got to live with Jesus. They were one of the 12 disciples. They got, to be, they got to be discipled by Jesus. They got to eat with Jesus. They got to do miracles with Jesus. They got to hear Jesus' wonderful teachings. And, and they, they were people who worked with Jesus to bring about his kingdom during the three years of his ministry. They lived a life of purpose and meaning. See, James and John ended up making a huge difference because their mother had a dream for them. James, James became the first martyr of the disciples. He was the first one to die because he believed in the message of Jesus so much that he was willing to lay down his life. John, John wrote five books of the New Testament. John became, was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John and James, they had a nickname. You know what their nickname was? They were the Sons of Thunder. You know why they were called the Sons of Thunder? Because they were so zealous. They were so in love with God and his kingdom. That it bothered other people. These were two men that ended up living a life of purpose and meaning. Because their mother dreamed it. And see that's, that's the power. That's the power of a mother's dream. See. If you can see it. You'll believe it, and it will happen. If as a mother, you can see greatness in your kids, if you believe that they can reach greatness, and you come to Jesus, you will see it. And maybe as a mom, maybe as a mom you're saying, well, pastor, see, that's the problem with coming to church, that the Bible is filled with women who had it all right, but, but I, I don't. I've made my own mistakes. I, maybe, maybe you're here this morning and I haven't been a good mother, Pastor. Maybe I've been an absent mother. Maybe there's guilt and shame in your heart because you felt that in some way you abandoned your kids. Well, that may be true now. But here's the great news. It doesn't have to keep being true. I believe God brought you here today to change things around.
to rewrite your script, to give you a fresh start. And while you can't go back and get their, their toddler years or their teenager years, let me remind you once again, a mother plus a dream plus Jesus is a powerful combination. So you may say, well, pastor, what, what, what do I do then? What do I do? You do one simple but powerful thing. You take a step of faith towards Jesus. I mean, come on, think about this. What she asked sounded crazy, isn't it? Jesus, I want my two kids, one to sit on your right and one to sit on your left. I mean, if you even try to think about it, it doesn't make sense. But let me tell you something. This mother did not approach Jesus with a mind, but with faith. She didn't approach it because it made sense. She approached it because she believed it and she wanted it. See, dreams, dreams see the best. Love wants the best, but it is faith that produces the best. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you. Transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.